Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. I'm excited uh, as we move into a season where we're going to be speaking about the Holy Spirit. Um, it's, it's, this is something that is really, really important. And, and I think we've got to remember that not everybody um, fully understands uh, the things of the Spirit. Uh, there was a time, maybe some years ago, where it was, uh, it was more commonly, these things were more commonly known. But, but we want to we um, uh, look at these things, not, not just because it's a great thing to speak into, but because it is absolutely essential to our, to our walk with God. Amen. So we're going to be teaching into those things this week, uh, who the Holy Spirit is. Next week, we're going to talk about the baptism of the Spirit. And I want to, I want to encourage you, you know, even if you're not someone who usually uh, takes notes, these, these are going to take on a little bit more of a teaching uh, flavor because we want to be informed, um, but we don't, we, don't, we don't want to just be informed. It's not about giving information. We need revelation. Uh, and, and I think it's good to maybe jot down some things because it means that we can refer back to them. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I need a bit of help in that. You know, I, I think that's a really good point. And then I, I know that I heard a really good point, but I can't remember what the point was. And so uh, just to have some notes to refer to is, is really good. So in uh, my, my, my uh, studying, because I want to... I didn't want to, you know, I've got notes. I've taught on this stuff for years, but I always want to come and bring you fresh. I'm not digging out old notes um, that I've, I've, I've worked on before. I want to come with something fresh, something relevant. Uh, and uh, in, in some of my uh, looking around, I found this um, little video, which I thought was really helpful in just giving a very, very quick overview. It only lasts about four minutes. But I just thought it was quite useful in an in a, in a almost fun way to give you an overview. And then I'll come back and do a little bit of teaching into that. Does that sound okay? I'm glad you, I'm glad you agree with that because that's what we set up. And it would be, become a little bit awkward. Become awkward now if you said, no, we don't want that. So um, that's awesome. So I'm going to ask you to turn your attention to the screen. And they're going to help me out with this uh, video clip. If you've ever heard the phrase, the Holy Spirit, and you want to know what it means, where do you start? Well, you have to start on page one of the Bible, where the uncreated world is depicted as this dark, chaotic place. But then above the chaos, God's Spirit is there, hovering, ready to bring about life and order and beauty. Okay, but... What is God's Spirit? Yeah, so the Spirit is the way the biblical authors talk about God's personal presence. The Hebrew word is ruach. Ruach. Yeah, you got to clear your throat at the end. So what is it? Well, ruach can refer to a number of different things, but what they all have in common is energy. Energy? How so? So there's an invisible energy that makes the clouds move or the tree branches sway. Right. Wind. So in Hebrew, that's ruach. Okay. Now take a big breath. So you feel that inside you. Yeah, the air? Well, specifically the energy, right? The vitality in your body that you get from breathing deeply. That too is ruach. 
And this is the same word used in the Bible to describe God's personal presence. Just like wind and breath are invisible, God's spirit is invisible. Wind is powerful, and so God's spirit is powerful. And just as breath keeps us alive, so God's spirit sustains all of life. Yeah, Ruach. Now, as we continue on in the story of the Bible, we see God's Ruach giving special empowerment to people for specific tasks. The first person in the Bible this happens to is Joseph. God's Spirit enables him to understand and interpret dreams. And then it happens to this guy named Bezalel, and he's an artist. God's Spirit empowers him with wisdom and skills. He's given creative genius to make beautiful things in the tabernacle. And we also see God's Ruach empower a group of people called the prophets. They're able to see what's happening happening in history from God's point of view. That's exactly right. And here's the problem as the prophets saw it. While God's Ruach had created a really good world, humans have given in to evil. They've unleashed chaos into it through their injustice. A new type of disorder. Yes. And the prophet said the spirit would come, just like in Genesis 1, but now to transform the human heart, to empower people to truly love God and others. How will this new act of God's spirit happen? Well, centuries pass and we are introduced to Jesus. And at the beginning of his mission, there's this beautiful scene where Jesus is being baptized in the waters of the Jordan River. Yeah, the sky opens up and God's spirit comes and rests on him like a bird. This story is saying that God's spirit is empowering Jesus to begin the new creation. And we see this happening when he heals people or forgives their sins. He's creating life where there once was death. Now, Israel's religious leaders oppose Jesus, and they eventually have him killed. But even here, God's spirit is at work. The earliest disciples of Jesus, who saw him alive from the dead, said it was God's energizing spirit that raised Jesus. This is the beginning of new creation. Yes, and it's still going. When Jesus appeared to his closest followers, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And soon after that, the Spirit powerfully comes on all of his disciples. So that they can become a part of this new creation and share the good news and learn how to live by the energy and influence of God's Spirit. And so today, the Spirit is still hovering in dark places. Yes, pointing people to Jesus, transforming and empowering them so they can love God and others. And the Christian hope is that the Spirit is going to finish the job. The story of the Bible ends with a vision of a new humanity, living in a new world that's permeated with God's love and life-giving spirit. Do you find that helpful? I find that really helpful. Just a good, a good overview um, to, to help us grasp uh, that the Holy Spirit really has been literally there from the beginning. And we see him at work in creation, bringing life and beauty out of chaos. And that is what the Holy Spirit continues to do, bring life and beauty out of chaos. The Holy Spirit, as we heard, is God's personal presence. And, uh, and God's Spirit sustains all life and actually gives the people of God special powers for specific tasks. So he helps us to do things beyond our own natural ability. And we, we hear there, don't we, that, that, that Joseph was given 
um, a special ability to interpret dreams. The Spirit of God gave him the ability to understand something that otherwise might have been um, on, uh, not, you wouldn't be able to understand. And then, of course, we've got um, the, the concept, which I personally love, of Bezalel, who had been given uh, the Spirit of God to help him be creative. He was given creative genius. Um, I love that. I love that to the, 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 the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, gives us creative genius. And I also love the fact that we, we see there that even Jesus, even Jesus, the Son of God, was baptized uh, in water and with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came on him as a dove. So God's, God's Spirit is empowering Jesus in the new creation. I'm going to go and um, explain, explain some things a, a, little, a little bit more. Because the, the, wonder, the wonder is that through G, what Jesus did on the cross and through the Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives within you and I. So that same Spirit that caused Jesus Christ to, to rise from the dead lives within us. For those who've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Bible tells us that same Spirit comes to live within us. And it releases new creation. It releases restoration and, and enables us to know that we are loved and gives us the ability to love. So that spirit enables us to love beyond our own natural ability to love. I want you to think that there are some people in your life, I'm sure that you love. But, and, and, and that is the kind of the overview, but it's, you don't always feel like you love them every day. Okay, just me then. It's like, because we have moods, don't we? And we have good days and bad days and we're up and we're down. What I'm trying to get across is that our human love is frail. You know, it, it, we do love them, but we don't always feel it. Whereas the Spirit of God enables us to love in a supernatural way. The Spirit of God enables us not only to love the lovable, but to also love the unlovable. So when, when we're speaking about the Spirit of God, uh, it becomes a little bit easy to think that we're speaking about something rather than someone. And it's important to understand that we're not talking about a something. We're talking about some. One. We're not talking about just an influence. We're not talking about just simply a power. We are talking about someone. The Holy Spirit is God. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now this is, this is in itself, we, this word is not in the Bible, but it's, it's maybe a word that is familiar to, to, to um some of you, because we believe in the Trinity. We believe that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
They are one. They are equal. Now, (laughs) this is a very difficult thing to comprehend. It's a very difficult thing to understand. And uh, there are many people who use all kinds of things to try and explain this away. Some of you might be uh, be familiar with the concept of, of, of water. Water can manifest itself as water or ice or as steam. And it's the same thing, but but it's, it's, it's three different um, representations of the same thing. Uh, yeah, maybe that helps us a little bit logically. It has its, it, it, it has its flaws. The, the truth is that I think that we, we need to allow ourselves to accept a little bit of mystery. If, if, God, if God could be reduced to our logic... Is he, is he truly God? So I don't know that we're supposed to intellectually, logically understand this. The way I would, the way I would say it is, look, I am, I am one being and one person. But on God's dimension, he has the power to be one being and three persons. So I have, on this dimension, I have the power to be one being and one person. But on God's dimension, he can be one being and three persons. Second Corinthians 13 verse 14 says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I want to say that, you know, you can, you, can, you can go away and do some personal study, if you like, on the whole concept of, of the Trinity. But I, I want to say that I don't believe everything about God is meant to be logically understood. That's why sometimes God has to say to us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Why? Because our understanding has limitations. And, and we need, we need to, to trust God even in this. It, so it's a mystery. John 16 says this, uh, reading from verse 7, he says, but very truly I tell you, it is, so this is Jesus speaking, very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, He will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of the world now stands condemned. I want us to think about that just for a moment. I personally find it fascinating. Jesus said, it's good that I'm going away. So here we have the physical presence of Jesus. I'm sure, like me, you'd be thinking, that would be awesome to actually be walking with the physical presence of Jesus. That would be amazing. But Jesus said, it's for your good that I am going away. Because unless I go away, The advocate, that's the the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I 
go, I will send him to you. So Jesus is saying, having the Holy Spirit come among you is actually better than my physical presence. And it is for your good. This is going to be better for you if I go away so that this presence of the Holy Spirit can come. So Jesus is saying that the Holy Spirit is our advocate. What does that mean? Hey, he's our supporter. He's our, he's our supporter. He's, he's one who draws alongside us. We've heard that he's, he's invisible. We can't see him, but we can sense him. I can't, I can't see the wind, but I can sense it. I can feel it. I know it's, I know it's there even though I, can't, even though I can't see it. So the Holy Spirit is, is God's presence who comes and draws alongside. This, this in itself is an utter, incredible, powerful miracle. Because those of us who read the Old Testament understand that the only way you could actually engage with the presence of God was in the temple and in the Holy of Holies. And even then, one man once a year was allowed into that presence, the high priest. And then Jesus, Jesus died on the cross. And you can read that the Bible says that the temple curtain, which was the thickness of a man's hand, was torn in two. The curtain threw to the Holy of Holies. God was saying, when Jesus died on the cross, God was saying, hey guys, you're not going to find my presence here anymore. This, this is where my presence could be found, but now this is a new age. This is a new dispensation. Now my spirit is not going to be found in a building uh, built by the hands of men. My spirit is going to come and dwell in flesh and blood. Is anyone excited about that? That is, that is the power, that is the power of what we're talking about because in the same way that, that the Spirit hovered over the darkness and creation came, the Bible says that through His Spirit, I am a new creation. A brand new man. Old things have passed away. New things have come. The Holy Spirit draws alongside. The Bible says He is our comforter. He is our comforter. He wants, to, he wants to be there for us, speaking to us. I want to say, you know, I think that sometimes some of us, we've, we've got such stuff going through our heads. If, if you had a physical person running alongside you, saying some of the things to you that you say to you, I mean, but the Bible tells us that we have a spirit, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit who runs alongside us. He's only there to do us good. He's only there to speak blessing into our life. He's only there to speak hope and freedom and liberty into our life. Every moment of every day, he is there for us. We can talk with him. We can pray to him, the Holy Spirit. Because the Father and the Son are not jealous. 
They're not jealous. We can, we can speak. And so if you are, if you're feeling, you know, it's like, you know, if you're feeling a bit stressed about COVID-19, seriously, then you can, you can know, you can now say, instead of trying to bat that away yourself, you can say, Holy Spirit, help me with this. I don't know why I'm so afraid of this. I don't know why I'm getting myself under pressure. I'm, I'm getting all worked up about it. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to, help me to respond. Your, your word tells me I don't have to be afraid. Your, your word tells me you're going to protect me. Your word tells me you're going to look after me. And, and you can talk to him instead of fighting it on your own. He is there to be spoken to, to, to help you fight it. Because he knows you can't do it on your own. And so he is there to help you overcome in that way. It's true with that. It's true with any fear. He is, help, he is there to help us and to give us wisdom. He is our helper. It's one of the definitions of the Holy Spirit. He helps us do the stuff that we can't do ourselves. Most of us, most of us, if you saw, uh, you know, someone senior in years or maybe a little child, someone who was vulnerable, struggling with some heavy bags, most of us would reach out to assist and help. And, 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 and the Bible says that if we, though we are evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more our Father in heaven, we, we when, when, this, when the... Spirit of God sees us carrying heavy bags and, and not all our bags are visible. Sometimes our bags are emotional bags. Sometimes our, our bags are, are pain, bags filled with pain, bags filled with hurt, bags filled with fear. But, but he is our helper. He comes, he comes alongside, not only to carry them for a journey, but helps, he helps us empty out those bags. So that we don't have to live carrying the weight and the pain around. So the Holy Spirit is our supporter. He's one who comforts, helps and runs alongside. I think that is, I think that is really helpful to understand. So that when you feel alone, when you feel alone... We remind ourselves, I'm not alone. That is something that I will actually say to myself. I, it's no good pretending. Just be honest. God, I know I'm not alone. I just feel alone right now. But though I feel alone, I remind myself, you are here. You are with me. I can't see you. I can't feel you. But you are running alongside me. You never let me out of your sight. You love me. You are for me. You are with me. Is this helping anyone? Secondly, that scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to what sin is. And, and the Holy Spirit helps us to know because we've got all kinds of ideas in the world. We've got all kinds of ideas of what right is right and wrong. And, and, yet, and yet the Bible helps us uh, and, and the Holy Spirit helps us to know when we have sinned. When, when I've sinned, it means literally to miss the mark. 
That's what sin means. I know it's a very religious word, but it means I've missed the mark. And the Bible shows us that he convicts us of sin, but he does not condemn us. What does that mean? What does that feel like? What does that feel like? Well, the Holy Spirit will convict me of sin, i.e. will point something out to me. Sometimes, what does this feel like? Maybe, maybe you said something to someone, I don't know, bit of banter, bit of, a bit of a joke, and it was all ha, ha, ha. And then you walk away and you think, hmm. Mm, I, I, I don't think I should have said that. I don't, I don't think. What is that? What is that feeling? That feeling, it says, mm, you just get, ah, and then you say, you know what, I'm going to say I'm sorry. I'm going to say, sorry, I went too far. It was just a bit of, it was, it was all about the bants, but I'm just, I'm going to say, I'm going to say sorry. And, and now you see, I want you to understand that the Spirit of God convicts us of sin. He doesn't condemn us. See, when I'm convicted of sin, I think, ah, honestly, okay. I'm just, hey, listen. Yeah, you, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, listen, you know that joke earlier? Mm, I, I, I think I went a bit too far. No, I know, I know, I know. But listen, I, I feel I went too far. I just want to say I'm sorry. Oh, that's cool. No, yeah, I love you too. Okay, cheers. I don't know why I've got my fingers like this. No one, no one has a phone like this. But anyway. You see, I'm convicted. I do something about it. But it's not an opportunity to feel condemned. The enemy condemns us. The enemy condemns us. And look, look what the Bible says. The Bible makes it very clear in Romans 8 verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What does condemnation feel like? Condemnation feels like, oh, I, I cracked that joke. You idiot. You stupid idiot. Why did you do it? You and your big mouth. Why are you, you, you call yourself a Christian? You call yourself a woman of God? You call yourself a man of God? How can you even? That's what condemnation feels like. That's not the Spirit of God. That's not the Spirit of God. So now you are empowered to recognize because, why? The Bible tells us there is no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're hearing that voice, you could say, no, 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 devil. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. The way, the way, when I feel convicted, there's hope. You know what? I can put this right. It doesn't drive me down. It lifts me up. Whereas condemnation beats me up and beats me down. Condemnation is from the devil. So conviction and condemnation feel completely different. One disempowers you and makes you feel worthless and nothing. The other empowers you to change the situation. Helpful? Thirdly, uh, John 16 says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all 
the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only, he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So interesting that in, in the, the Father, the Son and Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's job points, the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus and Jesus points us to the Father. They all, they all lead us to, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own. He, he there, he's there representing, he's there representing the Godhead. He says he will lead us to truth. The Holy Spirit will guide us to truth because he is truth. It's not just that God speaks truth. He is truth. God is not a man that he should lie. Whatever God says has to be. So, the, 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 let me say it like this. God is, God is truth. So whatever he says is. I've uh, got my friend Leah here. She's reading wearing her, her red, red top there and I could you see uh, because I'm a man I can say that that top you're wearing Leah is blue I can say that it's not it's red even though I say it's blue it stays red I've not said what is true I've not said truth but it stays red. Because God is truth, if God says that jumper is blue, it becomes blue. Because he is truth. Everything must respond to what he says and who he is. So he leads me to truth. Many times I have prayed and asked God to reveal to me the truth. There are seasons where the truth has not been clear. I've heard something and I wasn't sure it was the truth. Because God is truth, I ask the Holy Spirit to lead me to truth. That's why, that's why the Spirit of God is so important because even there, there, there are many people out there who say they love God and will, and will be, you know, you've got access to the world. You've got access to the preachers of the world and, 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 and God bless them, but, but not everyone believes the same thing. That's why we need the Spirit of God to help us discern what is true. Because we're going to hear some things that are going to make us go, um, really? The Spirit of God also leads me to truth in the Scriptures. He gives me revelation. So He gives me understanding. When I'm reading the Word of God, He, 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 he enables me to understand some things that I might not have been naturally able to understand. I'm often fascinated by the fact, I'm privileged that I have been able to read the Bible for many, for many years. 
And, and, and there are some things that I've read many times in those many years. And yet the Spirit of God is still able to illuminate those things that I have read many times over many years. And I see something I never saw before. That is the Spirit of truth at work giving me revelation about the Scriptures. Fourthly, he says, but... But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. So on the back of what I've just said, the Holy Spirit will teach us and remind us of the word of God when we need it. In the circumstances that we find ourselves, he will teach us and show us things in his word. I, wanna, I would also want to say that he can only remind us of what we already know. I'm going to say that again. He can only remind us of what we already know. So he can only bring to mind what has got into your mind in the first place. So that means that we need to keep engaging with the Spirit. Sorry, with the Spirit of God, yes, but with His Word. We need to keep engaging with His Word and, and understand that we can ask the Holy Spirit. I know that some of us um, in the room will struggle. We, we, we read the Bible. We read the words but it somehow doesn't sink in. And, and I understand that. Listen, let me help you. One, one, of the, one of the things I do when I do my daily reading is, as, I, as I'm reading it, I listen to it at the same time. So I have it on audio. And you know, that's the great thing about the, 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 the Bible apps these days, they help you to do that. That helps me concentrate because I don't want to get to the bottom of the page and say, well, I've done my daily readings, but I've forgotten. I've literally forgotten everything I've just read. I know I'm the only one in the room. I know you all remember everything you've ever read. Uh, but, but for me, that helps me. For some of you, you might only need... So the combination works well for me of listening and reading at the same time. Some of you, you think, I don't know what you're talking about. I can read it, I'm fine. Some of you would prefer to listen. You don't need to read. That's cool. I don't, so I, I can lose concentration if I'm just listening and I can lose concentration if I'm just reading. But somehow if I do the both at the same time, got me. You've got me. But some of you, so that's it. We all, manage, we all do what we need to do, but I need to get the word of God into me. Why? Because then the spirit of God will remind me of that. I, 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 I've shared before, but there was a time a um, uh, couple of years back when I was um, uh, struggling with uh, some sleep and, and I was anxious and, and, and that. And, and this, this scripture came to mind that he will keep in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee. I didn't even knew I knew that. That's actually, I don't even read the King James. I've read the NIV ever since I got saved. But that had got into me somehow. And the Spirit of God reminded me of that. And that became my medicine. That became my sleeping tablets. 
I didn't need to take anything like that because that was, that was what gave me peace. He will keep in perfect peace him whose mind and state in the ears. And I put my mind on him and put my mind on his word. He helped me in that regard. So the Holy Spirit will remind us of the word of God and that word of God. That's just like, just like I did at the beginning there. With uh, our new, not COVID-19, Covenant 91. That's what we're holding on to. But, but it's the word of God we're reminded. Hey, this is what God, God has already gone ahead. He's actually got a word for us that is, that is relevant for us in this season. I'm going to take that. And, and I'm encouraged by it. Fifthly, Romans 8 says that therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. I don't live according to the flesh. I live according to the Spirit. I do not live according to the flesh. I live according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. So if I'm listening to what my flesh wants, to to what my desires want, my sinful desires want, that is not going to lead to a great place. The Bible says actually it leads to death. But when my mind is governed by the Spirit of God, in that I find life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. But those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though... Your body is subject to death because of sin. The Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because the Spirit, because His Spirit who lives in you. The Holy Spirit is there to help us walk in the power of The Spirit, not according to the flesh. The Spirit helps me do the things that God wants me to do that are good for me. The flesh, I get tempted to do things that are against the things of God. They they are bad for me. When I do those things, they're going to take me away from God. But when I obey God and do what He wants, that's going to take me towards Him. I don't walk according to the flesh or to my sinful nature. I want us to understand something here. 
this is now, you know, um, let's take it right down. Let's take it right down. Like, um, you know, like um, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely full. You know, isn't it amazing? You know, like um, you're absolutely full. You've eaten, you've, you've had starters, you've had main course. And then, and, and, and then the waiter comes to you and you said, and you say, was that nice? Yeah, whoa. That was amazing. That was awesome. Wow. Would you want to look at the dessert menus? Um, do you want? Do you, do you want? Do you want to have a look? Do you want to? Do you want to have a look? Are you? Do you want to have? We'll just have a look. We'll just have a look. We'll just see. We'll just see. We'll just have a look. And the 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 point is, the point that I make is that we we can get tempted. We can get tempted to do things, but the Spirit of God helps us to make the right choices in that moment. That's maybe not such a good example because there is a separate stomach for dessert. It's often left out in biology classes, but there is a separate stomach for dessert. So that is where that illustration breaks down. But we get, we get the point of what I'm, of, of what I'm saying, that, that the Holy Spirit helps me to make the right choices. I begin to live my life through and by the power of the Spirit. In the book of Ezekiel, the Bible says uh, in, 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 in 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. That is why. So this is not me now trying to be a good Christian, trying to be a good Christian. I must try and think right thoughts. I must, I must try and do the right things. I must try and be a really good person. It's, it's not about me trying, 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 trying. Because I'm going to fail. Because I don't have the power to do it. That's where Jesus says, I've got you. I've got you. Don't worry. I know all about that stuff. I'm going to help you. That's why it's better for you that I go. Because I'm going to send someone who's going to help you be the person you want to be. I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to take your heart of stone and I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is everywhere at the same time. I'm just moving a bit swiftly now because because of time, um, which isn't on the thing. So basically, because it's not showing on the screen, I can do whatever I want. I have no idea where I am. Um, the, the, the Holy Spirit is there with us all the time as we sung, even when we don't feel it. Even when we don't know it, He is there at work. The Holy Spirit is there also. Seventhly, now the Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3 says, now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Holy Spirit gives us freedom. He gives us freedom to do things He gives us freedom to worship. He gives us freedom to express ourselves. He gives us freedom where we, where we were locked up and, 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 and insecure. He gives us freedom to fully express ourselves. But He also gives us the freedom not to do some things. He puts freedom in us to say, hey, you know what? That's not good for me. I don't need that in my life. So He helps us to walk free from the things that enslaved us. So before I was... Before I was a Christian, I need to throw that in because, you know, just in case of soundbite. Before I was a Christian and I used to, you know, I was, I was smoking. Then, then when I started out smoking, then I did it because I wanted to. 
I thought I was being cool. I thought I was being trendy. I was actually being an idiot. But hey, the truth is I did it for those things. So I started out, I did it because I decided. There came a point where I no longer smoked because I was deciding to, but because I needed to. Because where I had been in control, now it controlled me. I was, I was the slave now. Because it told me when I needed a cigarette. When I came to Jesus, He set me free from that. So He gave me the ability to walk free from something that enslaved me. That's how the Spirit of God sets, sets me free. Some quickly, some practical insight just to help you and then I'm going to go. The Holy Spirit will give us an inner knowing which will often manifest as a gut feeling about something or someone. The Holy Spirit will give us an inner knowing. I say a gut feeling because some of us don't even know that the Spirit of God is talking to us. I guarantee there are people in this room who think God never talks to me and yet actually He's talking all the time but you're not recognising it as the voice of God. And so, listen, I'm not saying every gut feeling is right because we have to learn to recognise the voice of the Holy Spirit. We learn to recognise that but the gut feeling helps us to understand that when mm, I'm not sure about that or oh wow that seems really good that helps us to understand what is of God. Over time we learn to know what is of God and what isn't. The Holy Spirit will use the Word of God to speak to us. He will, he will give us the word of, a, a word, a scripture which is spot on for that season that we're walking through. The Holy Spirit will lead us. Romans 8:14 says those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. We get to feel we feel it's right to take that new job. To go and speak to that person or 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 we feel it's not right to walk down that street. For some reason, it's just the prompting the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Can I just say as well, that while we're learning to recognise the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's good to bounce that off somebody who you know He is God, whose life proves that they listen to God so that you can say, hey, listen, I've been feeling this. What, what do you think? Because then we can, we can encourage one another in recognising the voice of God. It can, when we're, when we're told, you know, not to do something or prompted not to do it, it can, it can be described as a check, a check in our spirit. You know, that business deal seems great, yet there's just something in me saying, don't do it. Don't do it. It seems great. It looks amazing on paper. It looks great, but there's just something in me says, don't do it. Don't do it. That is the spirit of God guiding us. In fact, in Acts 16, the Bible says this, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. They, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the spirit did not permit them. The spirit of God will stop you doing some stuff to help you. Sometimes you'll say, don't open the magazine. Don't watch that TV program. You say, well, why is this? It's just a magazine. It's just a TV, TV program. It, you know, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Well, it might be cool for everybody else, but it's not for you. He will lead us when we're not sure of what to do in a situation. 
even in raising our children, in our marriage, at work. The Holy Spirit is there to help us understand and work through the peace of God. The peace of God. This, all this is is another way of saying how the Holy Spirit will speak to us. The peace, the peace of God. When you're lacking in peace about something, you know that God is trying to get your attention. But when you feel the peace of God about something, you also know that God is showing a green light and this is okay. All right, time's gone. But is that helpful? Is that helpful? Do you feel more empowered that this week you can listen to God and, and you can ask for His help? You're not out there on your own. Not for any moment of any day. You're not there on your own. He's with you. Let me pray before I hand back to Lawrence. Father, we thank you that you sent your spirit to be with us, to be among us, to work with us. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you. I pray, Lord, that this week we will learn to walk with you, talk with you, maybe like never before. Help us to hear your voice more clearly than we've heard. Sensitize our our spiritual ears to that voice, which will bring life, help, hope, and freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.